Hey, welcome back to a late episode of Pod Logic presented by Straight Up Podcasts. I'm your host, Johnny Peterson. This is going to be an audio and video compliment episode. So if you want the visuals for all the content we're talking about today, you can head over to YouTube and check it out or watch it there. So the reason this episode was late this week is because I wasn't confident in the content that I had prepared. I didn't think it was going to be a worthwhile episode for you, the listener, and I would rather just not put out anything at all than to put out mediocre content. However, my schedule got freed up and I was like, all right, I'm going to make some video content. And so I put out on Twitter, what do you want to see? And the first response that I got is the first thing that I'm making because it was actually a great uh, question. And it was, how do I cut down on editing and post-production time? And what can I do during interviews to limit the amount of time I spend editing? And what do you, Johnny, do to produce faster? So that is a great question. And that is what I'll be answering in today's episode. So let's start first with cutting down on editing and post-production time. I'm going to give you seven solutions. A couple of them aren't really necessary, but I'm going to go through into all of them anyway. So number one is the easiest way to cut down on all of your editing and production time, and that is to hire somebody, hire an editor or a producer like myself. The pros of that is you only need to focus on your content, schedule your interviews, figure out what you want to talk about, improve as an interviewer. The cons you're going to be spending money. And if you don't have money to spend, that automatically correlates to the quality you're going to get. If you try and cheap out and spend as little money as possible on an editor, I've seen, I remember a few years back, I was reading a New York Times article and they were like, you can just hire a virtual assistant for five bucks an hour to edit your podcast. And my head was about to explode because you get what you pay for in any industry. And that is the same with podcast editors or producers. If you try and cheap out and find the lowest possible bidder, you are going to get really shitty editing quality. And I know I personally would not do that because all I would be doing is spending all of my time going over their work. And that's not something you want. So if you are going to hire an editor or a producer, make sure that you are finding the right person that fits with your show style and that a is, you know, finding that balance between affordability and quality of work. So that's number one. Number two is the exact opposite of the spectrum. Don't edit anything. Don't even touch it. The pros, you save a ton of time. Cons, you are sacrificing the quality of your show. And while you're recording, you're going to have to be incredibly conscious of what you're saying. You're going to have to explain to your guests when you come on is, hey, Once this red light is blinking and we are going, that is what's going out to the world. I am not touching this in any way, shape, or form. So that is something you need to think about too. Uh, If you have a really pristine recording environment, like great soundproofing, not like the room I'm in now. I am in my backup, backup, backup recording area just because of the way things went today. (laughs) Um, But hopefully after I play with it, you don't notice. Anyway, if you are in a really pristine recording environment, you may not need to touch your audio at all. And so this is really more focused on the actual cutting and dragging of editing out ums, uhs, you knows, likes, things like that. Number three, this is for you Logic users and GarageBand users. So if you are 
you know, balling on a budget. You're not using Logic. You're not using Pro Tools. You're not using Adobe Audition. You are using just straight up GarageBand, um, which is, I mean, pretty common. Most people have MacBooks. You can utilize what is known as the very speed function. And how you access that is if you are looking at, and if you're on the video, you can see how I'm actually doing it. But you'll see at the timer at the very top of your screen when you're in GarageBand, you'll just see a little drop-down menu. You can hit custom settings, and there's an option called VeriSpeed. What VeriSpeed means is you can increase the speed that you're listening to your audio. So the pros of that is that it cuts the time you spend listening back through your audio to find all those um, uhs, mistakes, things like that. However, the cons is that it takes time to actually train your ears to pick up everything that you need to cut at that speed. You could potentially be listening to it at double speed. Now, if you're an avid podcast listener, you know what listening to 2x speed sounds like. Now, imagine doing that while you're editing. Part of the question that led to this episode was, what do you do in your post-production time? Uh, If it's an episode that is you know, a relatively easy edit. I know I'm just hunting down, like there's no content that needs to be cut out. It's really just ums and uhs that need to to be removed. And even then I only remove about 75 to 80% of those just because I want to leave some sense of, a, of normalcy. There's no conversation on earth where there's not a single uh, um, or anything like that. So I don't want it to sound too scripted and, you know, tight together. So I, I will leave room for some of those. However, if again, sorry, I just little baby tangent. If it is an episode where there's no content really that needs to be cut, it's just crutch word searching, then I will use the VeriSpeed function because I've been doing it for years. My ear is trained to the point to where I can listen through an hour long audio file at double speed and pick up all of those um, uhs and cut them. And that really cuts down on, there's the voice crack, that really cuts down on the production time that is needed to do, you know, an hour, hour and a half podcast. Step number four, this is probably your most realistic option. Use Descript and the Descript editor. And again, you can check out the video for how I'm actually doing it there. So Descript is great. Uh, it's They have a free version and then you can upgrade to a pro version and that's kind of what I'll get into in a second. But you can remove filler words and you can actually read through the edit because it transcribes it for you. It's not a perfect transcription. It is a really, really rough uh, artificial intelligence transcription. You can pay a little bit of money to have a white glove transcription. However, I don't recommend that because it's really, really expensive the longer your audio file is, the more that you're going to have to cough up for someone to actually go through and proofread all of that. So if you are someone who is a better reader than you are a listener when it comes to actually editing content, you can use Descript. And the great thing about Descript is they have an automatic what is called word or filler word removal tool. So uh, you it will go through and cut out all of the ums and uhs for you and kind of replace it with sort of an audio gap. However, that's the pro. However, the cons are that the AI needs to continue improving those gaps and actually finding out all of those ums and uhs. So I personally don't trust it enough yet to use it as my primary source of cutting out filler words like that. And also, if there are other phrases that you're going to want to cut out, like, you know, like, I mean, so things like that, you have to upgrade to the pro version of Descript, which is unfortunate. So Descript is great. Um, I was playing around with it earlier. I use it all the time. It is a it, it's an awesome tool for you know the the kind of average 
hobbyist podcaster to get rid of all that stuff really quickly and saves a ton of time. Okay, so that's kind of it for uh, editing and removing content. Now let's talk about sort of just the construction of your actual podcast episode. And I've got three tips for you here. So step tip number five is have your stock recorded intros and outros ready to go in a folder on your computer so that you can just drop them in. That way you're not recording at the beginning of every episode. Let's just say, for instance, this podcast had a 30-second intro of me introducing myself and what this podcast was about. If I had to do that every single time, that's more time than I spend recording that intro every single time and editing editing it and producing it and making it sound clean every single time. If you've already done that once, you save it, you just drop it into the front of your audio every single time. Do it the same with your outro. Number six, this is a tail on of number five, but combine your stock intros with your leveled music in files ready to drop in. So this is just an extension of step number five. So if you are someone that has music in every single podcast episode, you probably have it where you start with your music and then you fade it out a little bit and your intro plays over the top of it and then your intro, your music picks back up and then it fades out as your conversation starts. Having to go through and make those automations or leveling that music at every single time that you put together an episode is going to be really time consuming. So you can just have that again. It's going to be the same every single time because you have the same stock intro every single time. Doing that, uh, once and having it just ready to go anytime that you are doing an episode is going to save you a ton of time. And tip number seven, this is something that I'm not doing. I'm again, recording in a, in a really unideal environment at my apartment. Um, keep your recording environment the same for every episode so that your EQing, your compression, the other plugins that you're using are relatively the same every single time. And you can actually even save uh, the plugins that you use. If you find a sequence of plugins that you're like, wow, I sound great here. Save that as a preset and save it as a template in your DAW so that you can just in, uh, upload it every single time that you record. You can tweak it here and there as your environment changes, but that way your voice sounds relatively the same every single episode. So those are seven tips on how to cut down on editing and post-production time. Now I'll go into what to do during an interview to limit your time spent in post. And I've got six tips for you. Number one, speak slowly and take your time in between answers. So if you are someone who uses the word um a lot or like or, you know, uh, uh, you can cut down on that pretty quickly by just being really conscious of how often you actually do that. And the reason most people do that is because they get ahead of their brains, their brain, their mouth. <laughs> See, I'm doing it now. Their mouths get ahead of their brains. So you are speaking so quickly that your brain doesn't have time to catch up and figure out what you actually want to say next. So if you speak slowly, your brain is working faster. If you speak slowly, it allows you to collect your thoughts, to think about what you're actually going to say next. And you actually sound a lot smarter because you're not using all of those crutch words. So that's step number one. Speak slowly. Step number two, don't talk over your guest or interviewer. So if I were speaking to somebody and interviewing them and they haven't finished their question yet, but I try to jump in and then they stop and I go, oh, no, sorry, go ahead. And they go, no, 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 it's fine. You go. And I go, no, 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 keep finish your thought. That's something that you're probably going to have to edit out and post. And you completely avoid that if you wait for them to finish. You just wait for them to finish. You take a second to process what they said, and then you give your rebuttal. 
Step number three, don't touch your microphone or adjusting your boom arm as much as possible, if at all possible. So if I'm talking and I'm, you can hear me moving the mic around, banging on the banging on the boom arm, like doing that when the other person is talking, that's something that's going to have to be cut out as well. So if you can just have your microphone set up to where it's perfect, you, you're not going to move it. I try to think about it as your microphone is this immovable object. It can't move. You can't touch it. You have to conform your body around the microphone. So right now I have my microphone on a boom arm. It's coming off of the desk and I am just leaving it there and I'm moving my body around it as I speak. I'm swiveling around in my chair a little bit, but the microphone never moves because touching it causes that really irritating noise. It's something that you're going to have to want to cut out and post. Um, And if you don't touch it, then you avoid it completely. So think about that. Uh, number four, coughing, sneezing, drinking, swallowing, all that stuff. Do it a f- do it far away from the microphone. So it's pretty easy to, you know, just do this if you have to cough. <clears throat> I moved like four feet away from the microphone. So if you are someone that's not going to edit out and post edit things in post, uh, that's fine. Your your listeners probably aren't going to care if you just move a couple feet away for two seconds, cough, and then come back to the microphone. What is going to be a problem is if you do it directly into the microphone, and I'm not going to do that because that's gross. Um, so, and it's the same with sneezing, drinking, swallowing. Like, I, I don't have any water with me, but um, uh, those sounds can be really irritating, and you don't really think about them unless you have listened to this episode or you're you know being really conscious about it. So. Um, and these rules change if you're on camera, if you're on camera, then, uh, hopefully you have a producer with you that has a mute button that can just see, I just muted myself. If you're close to your equipment, you can mute yourself as well while you're doing that. Uh, so I'm going to mute myself and then, uh, cough. You didn't pick that up at all because I muted myself, which is great. And you can do that to your guest's microphone while they're speaking or when they're not speaking, you can mute them. Um, things to think about. So it's kind of those little things that you as the host in the moment don't really think about. But if they if they are at the top of mind, it's pretty helpful. But I got off on a tangent. If you're on camera, uh, you, you probably won't want to do that, like run off camera and go sneeze or something. So that's that's a whole other situation. Uh, number five, set up your mic a quality distance away. Now, the easiest way to think about it is just use the COVID rules. So set up your microphones three to six feet away from each other to avoid microphone bleeding. And what microphone bleeding is, is when two microphones are too close together, when I'm not speaking, everything that my guest is saying is being picked up on my microphone. And that is really uh, affects the quality of the audio if you're doing multi-track recording. So something to think about. Uh, there's there's pretty like specific math on, you know, what the proper distance your microphone should be set up away. And there's a lot smarter people out there than I am. So I would I would encourage you to do some more research on mic bleed in terms of figuring out the exact measurements that you'll need. So finally, last tip to cut down on post-production time in real time. If you're taking notes as a host or an interviewer, or a guest, or a producer of other podcasts, you probably have your questions listed out somewhere and in front of you and easy access, either on a laptop or on a piece of paper. So 
use your pen, use your keyboard to just make a little X next to the question where you know an edit needs to be made. So that way you're not listening through the entire hour and a half audio file and you can just jump right there in post. So those are all of my tips and tricks and not really tricks, but that's just kind of what I do. And this is what I just barfed out on the paper when I was looking at this question of how to cut down on editing and post-production. So uh, thanks, Bryant, for that question. I appreciate it. If you guys want to have episodes dedicated to your own question, just tweet at me something that you want to know about. And uh, if it takes too much to put it, if it's too long of an answer to put into a tweet, I can just do an episode on it or a video on it. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Hopefully this is helpful to you and to someone else in the future listening to this. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, an even better weekend, and I will see you on Monday for the newsletter and next week for the podcast.